Big Bruno at 8.22, 24K Magic getting a little fancy on this Monday morning. My friend over the weekend, he got a bit fancy. He had a $500 bottle of Champers. I reckon if I was there and I was trying it, that would be the most expensive thing I've ever tasted in my life would be that. I'm wondering what it's the most expensive thing you've ever tried on our Facebook page or 676-2299. If you are commenting on there, by the way, the price of the dish would help. Don't just tell me, oh, darling, I've had white truffles from France or a king crab or caviar with truffles on the top. At least tell me, you know, I've had king crab from Tahiti and it was $749 and it was amazing. Vicky, she had a $30 pizza slice. Not the whole pizza, just a slice of pizza at Harold's in England in 1998. Wow. Uh... In that, in that case, Vicky, please let us know if it was worth $30. I have a feeling it wasn't. You haven't said anything more, so I'm assuming it was horrible. Uh, Susan, she had a business meal invited by Hong Kong business owners to Brisbane. They had a very large silver platter with a humongous fish on it intact. The fish was raw with eggs running all around it. It was $1,000. And needless to say, Susan says she went to Macca's afterwards. I don't blame you. 676-229-29, the most expensive thing you have ever ate. And of course, how was it? What was the price of it? 676-229-29, or on our Facebook page. As for my friend's $500 bottle of Champers, what did he think of it? That's what he said. I said, mate, you obviously haven't acquired the taste of champers yet, okay? That's what they say anyway, isn't it? 825 REM, right here at 92.9. Happy Monday. Dua Lipa and Elton John Cold Heart, right here at 92.9, 842 JB here this morning. A friend of mine on the weekend cracked open. I don't know why either. I have no idea, but he had a 500 buck bottle of champagne. Okay, when you started to say cracked open, I was like, did he crack open his skull? No. Like, okay, $500 champagne. $500 bottle of champagne. Who's got $500 for alcohol? Someone out there. Not us. No. Surprisingly, this guy works in radio as well. So, okay. geez, he's he's got a... I don't know what's going on maybe there. He's he got a good agent or something. Maybe all year to get his $500 Maybe. Bottle. <laughs> that's, that's what he does. Yeah. Puts away a little bit of money each week, buys a $500 bottle of champagne. Once a year. Once a year at the start yep. of the year to then use... And, and, and then he talks about it on air and he can use it as a tax write-off. That's fair. Yeah. Show prep. Maybe yes. he'll try the same thing. Yes. What's the most expe- What's the what's the fa- fanciest thing you've ever tried? Lobster. Lobster? Yeah. Yeah. That's respectable. I, I haven't so, tried yeah. lobster yet. It was. I didn't pay for it. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm gonna try this. Yeah. No. Cool. That's good. <laughs> yeah. It was all right. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like. Wouldn't it wouldn't hop out of your way to try lobster again, but it was all right. Someone else. I'd even get if somebody was oh, paying okay. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How about we, if you were paying for it though? Would you? Nah, no, I wouldn't shell out the money for that. It's just uh, a little excessive. Shell out. That's good. <laughs> I didn't even notice I did that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think mine's probably some sort of seafood dish. Yeah, and would probably uh, be mine. When we were in America, we had that for for grass. 
Ooh. We were like these really fancy uh, restaurants, the oh, Commander's Pal- Palace in New Orleans. Yeah, okay. Um, there was a dude there. His sole job was to fill up my water. And you know what? I was like, I'm going to beat you at your game, mate. Really? So I kept, <laughs> I drank so much water because I was like, I'm going to get this cup empty. And he was good. Yeah. He I, I, I think I drank so afterwards I started to feel sick. We're driving <laughs> home, go, driving back to the hotel in our cab and I was like, oh, I don't feel well. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm positive it's because I drank so much water. <laughs> Glad <laughs> you were drinking great. water or not something else. What's, yeah. what's fog? Fog is... Um, or something, whatever it it's, is. I think it's illegal in Australia. It's mm. It's quite cruel. I, I didn't know at the time. Yeah. Hence why, you know, I wouldn't have got it if I didn't know. Uh, they actually force feed ducks. Ooh. Goose, geese? Ducks, yeah. geese. Um, oh. And they're like their liver or something gets really oh. swollen or something. Yeah. yeah. And that's what false gras is. Yeah, right. It's I think it's du- a French thing. Fancy duck liver. Yeah. Don't, don't try it. It's cruel. They, sh- they shouldn't do it. Was it worth the cash? How much was it? I don't remember. No? Okay. I don't remember. Fair enough. Quarter quarter to nine. Too much water. (laughs) Most expensive thing you've ever tried. Uh, Let us know at 92. Good morning, Aim. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. I just got your um, message. Don't don't reveal it because we'll put that up on our Facebook page later on. (laughs) It is the it's the mem of all memes. It is. It is um, a ripper. We'll put that up about five past one. That's basically all. That's all our Facebook messenger is to each other. It's just memes. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we were to cark it or anything like that, and they wanted to know like about our lives, just go through our Facebook messages yep. and <laughs> done. There's a memoir right there. I'd buy that. Obviously, I couldn't because I'd be dead. Yeah. But if I was alive, I'd buy that. Yeah. Definitely. You know what I mean? How was yep. your weekend? Busy. You were everywhere. I was everywhere. I was exhausted (laughs) just seeing where you were on your Facebook feed. Yeah, so I finished here at 2. I got home to Gunnada. I was home for about 15 minutes. Grabbed my camera gear. Had to get to Narrabri for a shoot, which is fine. Got there, got there early, which is great. Um, And then I was up Mount Caputa, and there's about three storms rolling in all around. It was great. Yeah. So good. Yeah. A little bit scary coming down the mountain in the dark, and there's just it. It was like a disco. There was so much lightning. Yeah. It was amazing. Like, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But terrifying at the same time. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, imagine. I should get off this mountain before it actually starts to rain. <laughs> I had to drive down that mountain when it was dry and hot and gross, uh, and that not... was bad enough. Let alone. I don't know why they haven't tarred it. it. Yeah, it's not tar all know. the way, and it doesn't make sense. Surely we get some people to tar Mount Capitar. Narrabri Shire? Live up to what its name. Do? I know they can't hear us in Narrabri, but like... Just, they should just call it Mount Capia. Capia. <laughs> if it doesn't have tar on it, then oh, you can't have it in the no. name. Go away. Hey, 8.39. I saw him shopping with Jessica Simpson. Really? He didn't say hi to me. I like to think that he maybe goes around and tells people I once saw JB in Rundle Mall in Adelaide, but maybe he doesn't. I was there with Jessica Simpson. Oh. Who looks very different. Yeah, they were, they were a thing at the time. She looks very different in real life. So there you go. <laughs> we're who's just, just kind of like, yeah, whatever, JB. Who, sa- who <laughs> says nothing happens in Adelaide, hey? <laughs> there you go right there. Does she have Dukes of Hazzard? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, right. She's a singer, was... Jared. Come on. I can't remember any of her songs. 
no, she's, oh, oh no. these boots were made yeah, for walking. Yeah, from Dukes of Hazzard. It. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I think it was roughly the same time. It was maybe a year after Dukes of Hazard came out. But anyway. That's good because yeah. if I didn't watch that movie, I thought she would have been like a skateboarder or something. A skateboarder? Yeah, I don't know. I don't really keep she up does to look, date. She, Avril Lavigne would be a skateboarder. Yeah. Oh, Jessica Simpson, right. not so much. No. Cheerleader, maybe? Yeah, uh, yeah cheerleader. Game? Thank you. Yep. So... You know, not not that we like to put people in boxes, but, I mean, that's kind of what's, <laughs> <clears throat> what's happening now. Anyway, how was your weekend, Jared? Good? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, I went to Lake Cape it yesterday. Oh, did hey. you? Lovely. Yeah. Check that out. Yeah? So, How was it? Water. My GPS took me the wrong way. It took me, like, to the sports section up the top. Oh, yes. It's like yeah, a yeah, sports yeah. bit at the top. Yeah. And I thought, this is not it. So, it's like, this is not right. I don't think I've actually ever been to the sports section. Haven't you? Jared no. has now. So yeah, well, you guys can trade you, stories. You just drive past uh, the main entrance that says Lakekeeper. <laughs> I missed, the first time I ever had to go to Lakekeeper, I missed the turn off. Yeah, exactly. And the, the, oh the boss said to me, if you get to if you get to Carol, Carol you've gone too far. Yeah, I got to Carol. <laughs> I went, yeah. I think, this, I think I've gone too far. You turn. Back we went. Oh, how did I miss that? But then when you go too far, it's like, well, it's a good five k's back. So (laughs) So I just keep going again. And and it's like it took you five k's not to realise that you've gone the wrong way. (laughs) You know, I just keep driving. Go to Copeton Dam. There, there we go. It's pretty big too. So. Yeah. And then you miss the Copeland Dan turn off, and you go, you know what? Keep going. Let's go. Is that the next one? Let's go to Lake Air. And then before you know, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Okay. And you really miss some turn off. To go to South Australia one day. I've been a little bit through. I've never been to Adelaide. We went the Udenada, Udenada track. Can never Udenada say it. Udenada track. That one. That yep. one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I don't think John Mayer and Jessica Simpson walked the Udenada track, but you never know. Who they knows? might have. A friend of mine who I went to uh, school with. Actually, I didn't go to school with him. No, I, I knew him through school mates. But as you always do when you're, you know, young and. And stupid. We we met up all the time at the pub. Uh, and his name was Alex Hawk. Usually a very, you know, ambiguous name. Never thought anything of it, you know. Whatever, just Alex Hawk. Nice, simple name. Spelt with an E on the end. Lived a normal, quiet life down there in Adelaide. Uh, got a young kid. And, um, you know, not much really going on. Until this week. When all of a sudden... Our immigration minister was plastered all over the newspapers and news coverage and everything like that. And of course, our immigration minister's name is the one and only Alex Hawke. So, of course, all the comedy ended up coming out on my friend Alex Hawke's Facebook page regarding Novak Djokovic, Novak Djokovic memes and jokes about the decisions that he has to make. I think even a couple of the, um, and, uh, and i got to say, my friend, he's, I think uh, the Alex Hawke immigration minister is about 42 or something. My friend's about 32. So, you know, I mean, the Alex Hawke immigration minister's got a very baby face, as does my friend Alex Hawke. But they don't, they do not look similar at all. I mean, if, if they were in a police lineup, you know who's who. But I think some of the media had even reached out to my friend Alex Hawke thinking it's him. I'm like, dude, he's he's even, not even in the right territory. He's in SA, which is a state for starters. Alex Hawke, you're looking out for. He's in Canberra, I imagine. Got me thinking, though, who do, do you or someone you know share their name with someone famous? Like my poor friend 
Alex Hawke, who, you know, lived a quiet life until this week when he suddenly shared it with the immigration minister. Katrina, or Kat, who works here at our reception, she revealed to me last week that her mum is Gloria Jean. I love that. I love that. I'm sure they catch up for coffee all the time. And I'm sure Gloria Jean or Kat, if you're listening, you're rolling your eyes right now. And then Kat's brother was Mark Williams, of course, a big singer in the 90s. And her sister is Michelle Williams, of course, an, an actress. So, And then there's Craig Williams as part of the family as well, who's a jockey. I reckon if you've got Williams as a last name, you're pretty much set up for life to have a, a name that you share with someone famous. 676 or on our Facebook page, do you or someone you know share your name with someone famous? Has that caused any confusion? Maybe the paparazzi coming after you or some bizarre likes on your Facebook page? Let us know this morning, 14 past 7. This is you too. And time to catch up with, for the first time in 2022, our local member, Kevin Anderson. Thank you so much for your time. How are you, mate? Good morning, JB. How are you, my friend? Very, very, very well. Yourself? Yeah, very well. Thank you. On top of the world. That's fantastic. Very, 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 uh, well, busy period for you. Of course, uh, assisting the guys at Tamworth Regional Council with the postponement of the uh, the festival over the last week or so. Um, and, and also... On top of that, we were meant to get the supply of the rat test here for the festival, but that's now going to the guys at the uh, the, the awesome work that the gang do at the uh, the Hunter New England Health District. Yeah, there was a lot of planning going into the Tamworth Country Music Festival, as you well know, and, and the decision once the state government banned singing and dancing, it sort of really tipped the, uh, tipped the, uh, the nail over or tipped, uh, tipped everyone over the edge. Yeah. said, look, you know, this is just too hard to run now. Um, so the postponement until April 18, so April 18 to 24 is when the festival will now be held. So that was just a bit too much to tip people over the edge. So as part of all that to try and keep our community safe during the festival, um, I was very fortunate um, to be able to secure 20,000 uh, rapid antigen testing kits uh, for hospitality, for our community, to ensure that our community could stay safe during that period, and um, and during you know the discussions, hmm. um, you know, health said, "Oh, well, we'll take them back." I said, "Well, no, don't take them back. I want them to keep coming to Tamworth, yeah. and I'll redirect them to health, to our frontline workers, so they will be able to um, offer those rat tests and give those rat tests to those at those high risk clinical settings, uh, so that they can keep our community safe." And, you know, they've been doing it for the last 18 months, two years, JB. Yeah. So to be able to provide those tests, and and, uh, and and I've heard so much over the weekend from hospitals and, and health workers saying thank you so much, disability sector, aged care, all of those guys saying thank you so much. And hopefully we're in a better spot with being able to get a bit more of a routine supply by the time the festival comes around in, uh, in, in April, fingers crossed. Yeah, well, they reckon supplies, you know, it's this is a bit of a hump at the moment yeah. where there is a lack of supply. So yeah. I think, you know, by the time April comes, we would expect that there will be significant supplies and, you know, we should be business as usual, mate. This is the first time I've spoken to you, I think, since you were announced as Water Minister. You've got a, <laughs> a, busy, a busy 12 months in that brand new portfolio, I imagine. Yeah, look, I think it is, it's a great opportunity. I'm now the Minister for yeah. Lands, Water hospitality and racing and that hospitality includes liquor and gaming so you know today um 
And due to the postponement of the festival, um, I went back, and I haven't sort of stopped work over the Christmas New Year period being available to make sure things are kept ticking over, but I brought a couple of jobs forward, and today down here at Griffith, you know, looking at what we can do uh, to support, you know, the Murray-Darling Basin with, with a lot of the water efficiency programs down here in the Riverina. It's a huge, huge change, yeah. a huge different location from where we are up in the Peel and the Namoy, I can tell you. But, um, you know, I, I see the water portfolio as a great opportunity with the capital O, and I'll be working very closely with our guys, the Peel and Amoy and the Coburn and, and all, of our, um, all of our irrigators and, and water users, as well as getting Chaffee Dam built. I've already done a lot of work over the last couple of weeks, believe it or not, JB, uh, to bring forward a lot of that planning, bring forward a lot of those dates that were pushed out past June. I'm going, no, that's rubbish. Bring it forward. Um, so, you know, we're looking to try to get uh, shovels in the ground, dozers in the ground as soon as possible to get dung down built. It will happen, I'm telling you. That's awesome. No, that's great Great news. Um, on, on a slightly lighter note, I mentioned earlier on in the show of people that share their names with, uh, with famous people. A friend of mine who I went to school with from Adelaide, he shares his name with the Immigration Minister, Alex Hawke, strangely enough. <laughs> and, and you, of course, share your name with another tennis player, Kevin Anderson. I do, and he can play tennis, he's K.A. Um, he's a South African, and, and every time he does well, uh, my social media goes ballistic. It's all in language, of course. It's all in German and European and French and blah, 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 and Afrikaans. But, um, but yeah, it goes, it goes nuts, so I quite enjoy it. And I've got the headline, I think, you know, in the U.S. Open where I might have even been, oh, no, it was Rafa. Rafa Nadal and Kevin Anderson go head-to-head in the U.S. Open. I'm going, yes! <laughs> have you have you had any uh, you know media get a bit confused and have contacted you for media requests instead of him or has, oh, hasn't just, gone that far? Just the odd, just the odd sponsorship, you know, <laughs> that comes through. Here's, here's four thousand rackets for you. Here's a couple of balls. You know, here's some clothes. I'm going yes. <laughs> I had to send them all back though. <laughs> yeah, can't can't keep that one for our local region. We'll do that with the rat test instead. Um, yeah, that's I'm, right. That's right. I think I think it's changed now, but I know earlier on in the piece, whenever I searched your name on um, any of the social media sites, he came up first. I think you were second. So I think that that I think Zuckerberg's now cottoned on that I'm more likely to reach out to you than the South African tennis player. <laughs> but we we got there in the end. I love that, Kev. Thank you so much, and we will uh, chat again next week and find out what's going on around the place. Look forward to it, mate. Stay well, and uh, obviously there there are a couple of events still happening around Tamworth. Um, obviously under COVID safe measures. Yeah. Uh, so if you are in town, welcome to Tamworth. Uh, stay COVID safe, mask up, and usual hygiene stuff. And if you see a few events that you want to get around and get into, then uh, please do so. And if our local musos are playing anywhere, please go and support them. Exactly right. Kev, thank you so much for your time. Talk to you soon, JB. Thanks, mate. 740, uh, 754, I should say, here at 92.9. 7.24 here at 92.9 with Ed Sheeran and Don't JB here. It's going to be a hot day today, sunny and 36 degrees. Of course, quite a roller coaster ride over the last uh, 11 days with all things to do with Novak Djokovic and to shine a bit of a light on the legal proceedings that were battled out yesterday uh, afternoon, well, most of the day yesterday, ran all day, is uh, from Monash University, Professor Maria O'Sullivan joins me for a chat. Uh, Professor Maria, thank you so much for your time. How are you? I'm good, fine, thank you. 
That's the way. It was a little bit of a roller coaster ride over the last 11 days. I couldn't keep up with it most of the time. I've cancelled visas and then appeals and then finally very late on Friday afternoon, the statement from the immigration minister that Djokovic's visa would be cancelled, which Novak then appealed and that went on and off over the weekend. Yesterday, it got to the federal court with uh, three judges and sort of what was the government claiming, I guess? Yeah, the judge was claiming that, uh, well, the government was claiming that the Migration Act contains really broad powers about safety, good order, and the public interest, and that allows the minister to have a broad remit and look at the civil unrest and the risk to public health that Djokovic might have. Not that he would have that effect, but that his personal views on vaccination might mean that the, you know, the anti-vax movement in Australia might protest or that people might start um, defying public health orders. And much was made about the fact that Djokovic not only said some things about vaccination a couple of years ago, but also defied public orders when he was COVID uh, positive. So there was news stories late last year that he was doing public appearances with COVID. And sort of what was, um, I guess, Novak's team's sort of um, counterclaim to, the, to, to that? Um, yeah, well, Novak, uh, the, the, Djokovic's claim was that um, there had to be evidence. So the minister couldn't just rely on just suppositions about what um, Djokovic actually said about vaccinations. And the minister never actually asked Djokovic um, about his current views on vaccination. So the comments that uh, Djokovic had made were a little bit old. So they were saying, yeah, there wasn't sufficient evidence. And also that the minister didn't look at the other side of the coin. So the minister only looked at the presence of Djokovic and how that might lead to civil unrest and the defiance of public orders in Australia. What the minister didn't argue or didn't consider was that the deportation of Djokovic might actually lead to civil unrest in Australia. And why do you think Novak ended up failing? It's the breadth of those powers in the Migration Act. So the Migration Act is the, the, the statute that we deal with for visa cancellations and refugee decisions. It deals with everything. And it has these public interest powers. And it basically says the minister can cancel a visa if he or she thinks it's in the public interest to do so. In this instance, they also had to look at safety and public order. But these are very vague terms and there's no set criteria. So the minister didn't have to explicitly say, oh, well, I have to be satisfied that Mr Djokovic is going to cause civil unrest. So the word was might and the other word was public interest. So those words are really vague and it's very difficult to then find a legal error in the way the minister has assessed the evidence. One bit of, uh, I guess, uh, one public view that I I heard a lot over the weekend was sort of, you know, this sort of urgent hearing wouldn't happen for you and I, but because it's a tennis player, he managed to get it shot through over the weekend and heard. Is is an urgent hearing like this uh, unusual? It is unusual. Uh, You know, lawyers don't mind going in for urgent hearings, but we always say that it's better to do these things in a considered way so the applicant Mm. and the defendant have time to prepare their case. 
But there was a precedent, um, say in 2011, where 101 asylum seekers were going to be deported from Christmas Island, which is part of Australia, to Malaysia. That was that controversial Malaysian solution um, issue that was beheaded by Julia Gillard. And the High Court heard the matter on the Sunday, uh, and that was because the people were going to be deported on the Monday. So within 24 hours, the High Court was hearing the the matter and the the people were, you know, stopped from um, being deported. So there is a precedent. And sometimes, for example, with bail hearings, etc., we have urgent applications. But it's it's not um, what we would like to do in complex situations. Has this case with Novak Djokovic set some legal implications for the future, do you think? I think so. Now, in the past, other people have been um, rejected from Australia. So a couple of years ago, there was an anti-abortion activist from the US that was denied entry. Um, Holocaust deniers are also uh, denied entry. You know, if they're speaking and denying the Holocaust, so there are precedents uh, in the past. What I would say is quite different about this situation is that Djokovic was assessed for the behaviour that he may instill in the, in the Australian public, not just what he did. It wasn't so much he was a bad character, but that his attitude might influence the behaviour of the Australian public. And that's the difference in this case. And that's my concern about the future implications of this decision. Do you think the Minister for Immigration's powers need to be amended somewhat off the back of this? Yes. Now, you know, there is something to be said for giving the Minister a wide power. So, for example, he can give humanitarian visas to people who don't meet the refugee definition. And the case in point for that is the family in Biloela in Queensland, which has been in the news. So in that instance, you say, well, they don't technically comply with the refugee status definition, but we should give them a humanitarian visa and, and let them stay in Australia. So there's there's a point for having these broad provisions, but it is better to have set criteria so that people know um, how the power is going to be constrained. Professor Maria O'Sullivan from Monash University, thank you so much for your time. A great chat. Thank you. Great. Good morning. Thank you. My brother had one of them as his very first car. I must admit it's a very cool first car to have. That is, of course, the Rover mentioned in that song. I'm not great with cars, but and I don't know if my brother ever, ever verified this, but it was a late 80s model Rover, which apparently was the only type that they ever sold here in Australia, I'm pretty sure, because they're, they're massive over in the UK. They love their Rovers. they got, like, Rover fan clubs and things like that over in the UK, but... My brother, he had this. It was his first car he ever bought. I can't remember the price of it. It was it was a, a couple grand. He got it from the the, the bank of the parents, and um, it was a cool car. It had electric windows. The very first car I ever hopped into because my parents just had the old school elbow grease wind down the window manually type cars, and there's my brother's car uh, that had electric windows and it had the automatic mirrors that you didn't have to reach out of the windows and adjust with your hands. He had the little... He went, hey, w- watch this. And the mirror would move. It was un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I speak of the Rover fan club because my brother had it parked at work one day. A guy came over and offered my brother a relatively large sum of money to buy it off him because he was in a car club. 
My brother declined the offer, which I later said to him, you are a nincompoop for not taking that money, dude. I would have sold him the car. And then my brother, I kid you not, he's all right, but he had a rear-end collision about oh, a, a week later and wrote the car off. So, see? Should have taken the money. Everything happens for a reason. This was